Welcome to the Financial Detox Podcast, a show that's dedicated to helping you retire with confidence. I'm your host, Jason Labram, Certified Financial Planner and Founder of Labram Wealth Management. For over 20 years, I've showed people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. And now I want to empower you to do the same. Join me and my co-host, Alex Klingensmith, every other week as we simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies that will take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. Hi, and welcome to the show. This is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox in studio with a really special guest today, a good friend of mine and a leader in Carlsbad, Brad Holland, who's the CEO of Boys and Girls Club of Carlsbad. We're going to talk today about charitable giving. We're going to talk about putting money into the community and benefiting others because creating wealth and financial detox and all the things we always talk about is growing your money, protecting your wealth. But a big component of that is giving back to others and sharing the community. So we're going to have a really fun today, a really fun show today. Again, I'm Jason Labram, your host, and this is Financial Detox. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach out to us anytime at 877-707-8889. That's 877-707-8889. And my email is jason at financialdetox.com. That's jason at financialdetox.com. So let me just do a minute or so here about what this show is all about. We've gone from radio and podcast to strictly a podcast. We wanted to make a more bite-sized show, Brad, for consumers and our listeners to get some just good information, hopefully somewhat entertaining and information to help them make better decisions in their life because financially... When we look at what happens in the markets and investing and financial planning, there's a few, well, there's several behavioral blunders that continually happen that take people off of course to achieve success and achieve the things they want. And talking about success with you is easy to do because you as a person are so successful, I think in so many ways. And I just look up to you from your leadership role, your experience as a human being and And so why don't you just, um, I mean, you're an NBA champion, number one. That's a pretty big deal. There's not very many people in the world that can say they were on an NBA championship team. That's pretty exciting. You're a great leader at the Boys and Girls Club in Carlsbad. I think you inspire a lot of people. And and so welcome to the show, first of all. Well, thanks, Jason. Great to be with you. It's cool to be here in a different little venue, man. It's cool. Right here in our own uh, private studio at the Global World Headquarters in (laughs) Carlsbad, California. About to expand. Nice. <laughs> so tell me about just your journey so our audience can can get to hear you. Because as a leader of a, an organization that's a 501c3 organization where people can donate money, it's a charity. It's run totally by the donors that fund it every year. Um, I want to get into that in a bit. But before we do, I'd love to just have you... You know, take me on your your journey, particularly what is so interesting is just your journey in the NBA and being a, uh, were you a first round draft pick? Or? I was. I yeah. was uh, the 14th player taken in 1979, which is a bit of a trivia question, right? Because in 79, most everybody knows that the first player taken in that draft was Magic Johnson. Yeah. Name the other guy the Lakers drafted in that first round, and you'll stump people because oh man, I'll you know they're stuck on Magic, right? Yeah. And rightly so. I mean, he was the the golden boy coming out of that draft, and the Lakers obviously made a great choice. And then for me to go fourteen in the first round was a dream come true. I that's un, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, top 
14 number one draft or first round draft pick. Yeah, I actually thought I was going to get drafted a little later in the first round, you know, by San Antonio or Philadelphia, who'd shown a lot of interest and I'd worked out for. And I'd worked out for the Lakers, but they had seen me play. Jerry West and, and Bill Sharman had seen me play a lot at UCLA. So, but yeah, yeah, I thought I'd go a little bit later, but to be able to stay home, right? so to speak, play at UCLA and then play for the Lakers uh, like I did was, well, was, well, was more than a dream come true. Tell me about your UCLA career, because that's something I don't know a lot about. I mean, you, where'd you go to high school, first of all? I went to a high school, Crescenta Valley High School, played for a great coach, Ed Gorgian. My family actually moved in that area because they had a great sports program. Crescenta Valley is between Glendale and Pasadena, yep. to give you some reference. Gotcha. And, um, but I, I grew up most of my life in, in Los Angeles, played multiple sports. My actual first basketball experience was at a boys club in LA. And so my dad said, Hey, oh, wow. I was eight years old. We're going to go to the boys club and, and you're going to learn how to play basketball. I go, no, I really don't want to do that. Dad. You were eight and had never eight. played ba- basketball. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and he goes, cause I was a baseball player, you know, and I really yeah. like baseball. Right. So now we're going to, we're going to venture out here. We're going to, we're going to play some basketball. And I go, well, I really don't want to do that. He goes, no, I want you to try it. Yeah. And so I'll never forget walking into that gym and seeing all the the guys out there and I'm like, God, I don't know if I want to do this. It looked intimidating. Yep. So I got out there and I could hold my own. And then, you know, then I grew to love the game, obviously. And so you could hold your own the first day you started playing. So you had a gift of just athleticism, but yeah, I size just, and strength I, and just getting out there I and had, doing it. I had just was blessed <laughs> with awesome. hand, eye, speed, quickness. I just sort of, uh, it was God given, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'd already been playing some baseball a couple of years. So, I mean, and it wasn't like I'd never touched a basketball. Yeah. I just never played organized basketball. Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, if we can fast forward a little bit this week, the boys and girls club of Carlsbad dedicated the, the new court at the village gym house for me, wow. put my name on the court, yeah, awesome. Brad Holland court. And that is one of the neatest things that would ever happen to me. So full circle, right? So I, about, learned, yeah. so I learned to play basketball at a boys club, then become a leader and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Carlsbad. And then a court is named after me. Uh, I just, uh, it's one of the neatest things that ever happened to me in my life as a player, a coach and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club. That's pretty special. You you win an NBA championship and then you still think about the good things that are that come from that. How many years later? Just exactly. a few years later, right? Yeah. <laughs> we won't say how no, many. No, let's not talk about but, that. But, you know, I, I grew up playing multiple sports, went to a great high school, played for really good coaches. I was recruited for major college football as well as basketball. Whoa, I didn't know I that. Because I was a quarterback in, in, in high school, and we won a CIF championship at Crescenta Valley. And so I really had a, I really wow. had a dilemma to play either college football or college basketball. Because I was being recruited by both, I was interested in both. I knew, though, Jason. I what a stud! I couldn't Holy play. Cow. That I is well. Thank that you. Is studly. I couldn't play at an all-American level at both. I didn't no. feel I could do that, right? Because time commitment and everything else, and plus I had a class and everything. So, <laughs> yeah. so at the end of the day, obviously, I decided in basketball. And uh, Coach Wooden and his staff started recruiting me when I was a freshman in high school. And so, I, you know, it was it was the best basketball program in the nation at that time. And since I decided to focus on that sport to, to get a scholarship for UCLA, fortunately I was 
recruited by everyone, North Carolina, Duke, Indiana, all those schools. Um, but there's, I there's just not very home. many people that were that recruited, were there? I mean, I can't imagine. I think about as kids, right? I have seven and nine-year-old kids and just talking about getting on the, the, the club team or the travel team and stuff to, to imagine them, either one of them being recruited by multiple colleges to play. And I'm assuming full ride scholarships. Yeah, it was full ride. Wow. Was so yeah, to be a national player, your parents uh, must've been freaking out proud of you. Well, I, they were for sure. I, I mean, was, yeah. as a parent myself, I know I'm finding more joy in watching my kids do a sport. I never, I heard my dad say this and I thought there's no way that's true. Right. He's like, I have more fun watching you do something well than I would even have doing it myself. And I said, sure, dad, that's a nice statement. But I watched my boy play Little League, and they both had some great moments this season. And I mean, I never felt so much joy, right? Just watching them succeed. It was amazing. Yeah. In my case, my dad was handicapped, so I could do things that he could never do. And so that inspired me to use your talents. Yeah. And so, and he had obviously incre- incredible pride in what I was able to do and accomplish. And um, be able to follow what I did. So my dad uh, lost him in 2000, but he was an incredible driver for me and determined determination and motivation to do what I did. And so, yeah, to be able to to be recruited by everybody in the nation and, and play at UCLA and have some success at UCLA enough to to be an NBA player. When I was 12 years old, I believe it or not, I said, I want to be a professional athlete. That's what I wanted to do. And remember what I said, I didn't know if it was football, basketball, but I wanted to be a professional athlete. So when I turned 12, you know, my dad said, if you have particular goals, he said, that's great. Write them down, put them up on your closet. So that's what he did. I taped them up on my closet. And so now every day I woke up, I had to look at those goals. Okay. What they were. Yeah. Specific, anything specific besides be a professional athlete? What else did you have on there? Well, the goals changed all the time, right? But I would put them back up. Like for a particular, it might be, hey, I want to, I want to go from a B to an A in, you know, trigonometry. Right. I want to shoot 52% and above from the field in basketball this year. And so they would change, but I would always put them up. And he taught me to do that. That's great. And it's a valuable tool for, for young people today. So there's great to have goals, right? But to write them down and then put them a place where you need to look at them all the time is a driver. And, 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 and so, you know, just little things like that, uh, learning as I grew up to do, um, help me focus. But the fact that your dad had you do it and the fact that you did it, because so many people talk about it. If you listen to any motivational speaker, if you listen, they say, write your goals down as a financial planner in a wealth management firm. So you have to have a written financial plan or your financial life is not going to turn out the way you want it or hope it to be. But to see that you actually did it, because I had goals too. I had a goal to be a professional golfer. And I started at nine years old playing golf and I played really well and got better and better through high or through the start of high school. I never wrote down that goal and it didn't happen, mm. you know? And I, I don't know if that's the direct and only correlation. Probably, obviously not. There's a lot of other things involved. Maybe it was talent <laughs> for me, <laughs> but, um, you know, it never happened, but I didn't write it down, but I've written down a lot of business goals and my business goals are happening. You know, I've written down some life and marital goals. And those are happening. And, um, well, it it makes a huge difference. I mean, there's studies out there that if you write goals down and you're specific and you do that, your succession rate is so much higher than just thinking about what you want to accomplish. What about faith? 
you know, I've been spending a lot of time on my personal faith. How much of your life was faith-based and, and how much of, how much interaction or involvement do you think faith had to do with your success? It's had a lot to do with my success. Yeah. You know, I, I actually, I grew up in the Catholic church when I was a kid. And then in high school, I started going to a young life and kind of, kind of figured out through them, the difference between sort of the, the Catholic faith and the Christian faith, if you want to call that. And the, the ability to, in terms of the Christian faith, is to really have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is just made a lot of sense to me. And so I, I accepted Christ into my heart when, cool. I, was seven, Later. when yeah. I was 17 years old, yeah, it's about when, I was, yeah. when I was a junior in high school, like the end of my junior year. And faith has always been a huge thing for me. And, you know, really focusing on the Lord and thanking him more than anything, thanking him for the blessings of life, I think is just an important thing to do every day. Well, gratitude creates success, right? Because it creates appreciation and having that gratitude, it just seems to people that are grateful and have gratitude seem to have more success to me. And as I look around and look at people in the community or professional athletes, and there's got to be something to that. Well, and I think there's something to faith too. I mean, you look at, you look at having an anchor of to why you work so hard and get you through the tough times. And so true. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. That's, I did not have a plan to take it there, but I just felt inspired to ask you about that. So um, I'm on my 365 day plan right now, reading the Bible and it is cool. It is a lot of meat though. Every day you're digesting 30 minutes of the, reading. It's the real deal. It's a great thing to do. So fun. I recommend it to anybody. I'm only about 38 days or so in, but, uh, it's fun. It's a good deal. Super special to have you here and just to be a friend with you on, on the board and, and hear these stories about you and what you're doing at the club too, because not only did you you have this great story to bring, but then you came into our club and, and have, I mean, things have changed a lot since you've been there. And I think the game has been elevated, so to speak. Are you writing goals down for the boys and girls club? Absolutely. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I mean, when I first came with the organization in 2010, so I've been with you guys now eight eight years. years. So yeah, eight full years to start at my ninth. And the first thing we had to do, we had to build another clubhouse and finish that and finish the fundraising. Right, because we wanted was amazing. To, was we wanted to double the amount of kids we could impact, and so to work through that and help raise that money to open up a, a brand new clubhouse in Bressy Ranch to go along with our Village Clubhouse, that was a big deal for us. You know, Carlsbad as a town has really grown. There's more more young families, and so we need to put ourselves out there to be available for those families and. Because you're helping kids and impact their kids. Yeah, we're not a we're not a babysitting no. uh, company. We we engage kids in unique program opportunities after school. That's our bread and butter. Yep. You know that's that that's that risk time where kids, you know, latchkey kids and all of that. I mean, mom and dad are working, or a single parent mom or dad needs to work, and where do the kids go after school? Well, they can stay at their school. Um, there's usually an after school program right at the school that they go to school all day. But I, what I think is neat about us is we have a transportation system. We pick up at all the schools, the elementary and middle schools, and we bring them to our respective clubhouses and then from then get, engage them in unique opportunities. Yeah. Do we help them with their homework? Yeah, we do. But we offer a wide variety of programming, whether it's STEM, robotics, dance, drama, music. Well, and now most schools don't have that. So the kids are in school 
for what seems like shorter and less days every year. It's amazing. But um, <laughs> another in-service day. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And so it's to have those things available after school as productive outlets where the kid gets to basically choose what his interests are. Exactly. His or her. Exactly. They That's are, special. They are members of our clubhouse and they come in and they have a wide range of opportunities they can engage in, which I think is really cool. And how many kids a day? In Carlsbad, because this number blows my mind. And I've been on the board for, I think you told me on email the other day, 16 years or something. 16 it's crazy. Years, yeah, since um, 2002, which is awesome. That, we, that, that, that thank dates, you that so dates much somebody, for your doesn't service. Doesn't that show your age? Um, <laughs> but, we, but how many we, kids a day now? A little over 800 kids a day through every single day. Every single day. Between two clubs. Between two clubhouses. Yep. And then we provide the after school sports for the three middle schools. That's right. And then we have teen outreach programs at Sage Creek and Carlsbad High School, respectively. And so you put all that together, all those sites, if you will, and we're touching 800 kids plus a day. And when I took over the organization, Jason, I think you know that it, it was about 120 a day that we were servicing. So we That's got to be faster growth than even Carlsbad as a town, right? I mean, I know Carlsbad, it's, this was dirt when we started, this whole area where we sit today in Bressie Correct. Ranch completely dirt, a few mountain bike trails. It's just crazy what's happening here, right? It is. Even it's really, as it's we really speak grown. with construction trucks across the street, building that behind us building. I mean, it's just out of control. It is. What it's a so, great area. Though. It, it is. It's a wonderful town. And, and, uh, you know, we, we just feel compelled that we need to get out to and, and reach people as much as we can and be there mm-hmm. for their kids. I mean, that's our whole attitude and we never want to stop. So we're still looking for ways, more ways that we can reach kids and more sites and so on and so forth. Yeah, that'd be fun to see it continue to grow. Are you going to stay for a while? You're not going to leave us at Boys and Girls Club? No, right? I'm, I'm good. Okay. I, cool. I'm feeling good. Because now energized. you're recorded. Now it's recorded. It's on it. A- <laughs> <laughs> you can't go anywhere now. I'm going to give a year. It's like how many commitment year? <laughs> Sorry, man. I won't do that to you. So one of the things that's really cool happening at the Boys and Girls Club and to the help of some, some of the board members getting this foundation going and starting to get money accumulated so... Uh, we, we basically live on our own check and that kind of ties into retirement planning and investing for individuals too. And, and a 501c3, a, a charitable organization needs to do the same thing, take care of their financial house and save some money so that they can start living off some of the money and not have to start from zero every day. Before we dive into that, I do just want to take one minute because we have a couple of great sponsors who help make the financial detox podcast come to fruition every other week. So I want to take a moment, pause and let them say a few words. Hi, this is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox. One of our partners, J.R. Phillips at the J.R. Phillips Group is the man who can help you with real estate. He's your local North County source for all things real estate. For over 13 years, he's built a business built on trust and referrals where the client always comes first and comes before the commissions. You can check out J.R. Phillips online at thejrphillipsgroup.com. That's thejrphillipsgroup.com or give J.R. a call at 866-883-6065. Once again, that's 866-883-6065. Hello. Hey, it's Mark Robertson from Caliber Home Loans. If you're like a lot of my clients, you probably have been led on into a mortgage by a super low rate that didn't exist. I've been doing loans here in San Diego since 2001, and I differentiate myself by giving everybody a a straight story from the very beginning. If you're somebody who appreciates a very transparent approach and you don't want the smoke and mirrors that comes with the mortgage industry, I'm your guy. 
You can reach me at 858-401-9353. Again, it's 858-401-9353. Okay, and we're back. So here we go. But uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about just the club and the foundation and, and, and how it works. I think it'd be good for people to know because we deal with a lot of higher net worth or wealthy individuals. And there's a certain percentage of time where charitable giving comes up, right? And philanthropy comes up as part of their financial plan. And so, you know, maybe just walk through how a 501c3, how a charitable organization works in, in the Boys and Girls Club example. Every, every day or every year, we start at zero pretty much, right? We do. We have a zero-based budget. Yep. And so currently, Jason, our budget is $3.2 million. That's huge. And right. so, <laughs> yeah, so obviously we need to raise that from zero. And how we do that primarily is private donations. We typically get about, oh, three to four percent of that budget through grants. The yep. rest is private donations. And so people, I think, are misconceived that they think, oh, there's a lot of federal and state money that Boys and Girls Clubs get. Well, that's that's not true. We have to raise our budget. And so having said that, you know, you know, as being on our board, one of the things we're really proud of is we keep fees low keep things affordable. And at the same time, a lot of our families are on financial aid. And so we don't turn a kid away for an inability to pay. And so we provide over a half million dollars in, in scholarship money so that they can attend our after-school programs and our summer camps. And we're yep. really proud of that. Keep yep. fees low, provide a bunch of financial aid, yep. and impact as many kids as we can. And that is done because of the generosity of our board, the generosity of private individuals, we have five major events that um, all of that money goes into our operating a fund that, that we raise yep. through those events. But I just want everybody to know it's private donations. It's people like you and I that have a passion and a cause. They want to help kids yep. and they want to help grow kids into being solid citizens and well-rounded. That's where the origination comes from. And creating responsibility in those kids. There's nothing worse or more disappointing to see kids after school you know, clearly unguided, maybe on the streets and whatever they're doing, hanging out and causing trouble when they could be at a place that's productive and helping uh, become leaders and become positive contributing members. And that's of why society. we go to the high schools and try to capture teams awesome. right on their campus, right? Don't even, don't even think about going home. Yeah. We want to serve you right now. Community service, tutoring, uh, engage you, mentor yeah, you. Neat. Uh, prepare you for college, all of that. We want to, so we go to the teens right then and there and say, Hey, let's, let's hang out and, and for, for a few hours after right. school and, and be productive. Well, and there's tons of opportunity for people to help, right? If you're listening to the show and you're thinking, geez, this sounds great. I'd love to be involved and to give back to the community and help these, uh, the youth of the community, you can do that. So in the show notes, you'll see links to the Boys and Girls Club website. You'll see ways you can help. And in the events, they're not only a blast, but it is for a good cause. We joke at the events. That's all for the kids, right? It's all for the kids when you're cracking an ice cold beer, teeing one off or something. But you're like, it really is because it really is. I mean, it, it, it is it's, it's dollar for dollar for the kids. It goes to the kids. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, bocce ball we have, which is sold out. We can't advertise it or promo it because you can't even get in. It's so popular. The last grandfathered ability to drink an ice cold beverage on the, on the dog beach in Del Mar, right? It's, it's <laughs> it, true. It is unbelievable. That yeah. event is just out of hand. You got to get up early and you go late, but it's fun. <laughs> and then of course the gala is just an amazing, super classy event, which 
I mean, with Wayne Foster Entertainment, I think, was doing the entertainment, right? Yeah, it's actually and now Bonnie Foster, Bonnie Foster Entertainment. Yeah. This year, it's a S- September 29th. It's again at the uh, Omni La Costa Resort and Spa. And uh, it people just have a, you know, we get over 500 people to come and they just have a, a blast. Right. And late, it's been better and better, I think, especially Bonnie Foster Entertainment. She's so great. And I mean, they rock out right it is just such good it's clean. interactive dancing fun you, you, yeah you know you've experienced i think they've had to pull me off the dance floor and i don't even dance yeah we're short on program <laughs> long on fun yeah you know i mean that's that's the way we want it that's awesome so when people give money of course you get a tax deduction for a charitable donation and that's one of the things that through the new tax changes in 2018 that remained and is still one of the best ways to reduce your taxes is to give not that that's why you give, but it is a, a benefit. And also there's some other really uh, interesting things. So we have a client who just came into a significant money, a significant amount of money in one lump sum that creates a big tax burden. And this client also has the objective of continuing to give year over year over year. They've always given to their church and to their couple charities and they always will. And so, and it's a big number, maybe 50, 60,000 bucks a year they give. So we created what's called a donor advised fund for them. It's very inexpensive, relatively speaking, simple from an administrative perspective. And they got to front load this donor advised fund with several hundred thousand dollars. They were about about 750 actually. And then that money sits in the fund and then they get to give it away as they want, when they want. And it can go on for multiple generations. It's a really cool tool to help give and also offset some taxes in a big income year. You can also gift appreciated stock. And so these are just some ideas that we see in our planning. But one of the things that the Boys and Girls Club of Carlsbad specifically is doing, and I know you're not in the trenches on this, Brad, but building a foundation, it's akin to an individual or a family creating wealth so that someday you can retire and live off of the interest and get your own retirement paycheck from the money you have saved. And the Boys and Girls of Carlsbad is now focusing some energy on building up their foundation, which is their retirement account, so to speak, that will pay them some money so they don't we don't have to grind it out every single year so hard or better yet, we still grind it out and we continue to grow and do more for more kids. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So there's opportunities right now, kind of special opportunities because we're just really kicking this off at the club. There's a heritage, we call it the Her- the foundation or the heritage foundation. Do you, do you have the... Well, the heritage club, the heritage there's going to be, there there's gonna be 25 founding members. Yep. And I think so far... There we go. Scott, Scott Shelberg said we're, we're eight to 10 founders so far. Maybe yep. it's 10. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to kind of elaborate on what you said, you know, our boys and girls club clubs of Carlsbad, we, we're a true nonprofit. Okay. You know, we don't, there's no profit. (laughs) We live, we live month to month and we're proud of that because that's the way it should be. Right. It sounds like the U S government. It's nonprofit. (laughs) We won't go there. All right. (laughs) But now to have the boys and girls clubs of Carlsbad foundation. Yep where people can give directly into the endowment or they can give through plan giving to provide financial security for us. Because I think you understand as well as anyone that the foundation is going to have to take 5% of their earnings and give it somewhere. Yep. I mean, that's that's by law. And yep. so that 5% is going to go to our operating fund. Right. And so 
that gives us a little security based on what you were saying, you know, because we live month to month. And so to have a little backing into our operating fund uh, year over year is going to be important. It's huge. I, I wish we would have focused on this more, but we got so busy with day to day of running the club and raising money and helping kids that this is a big task. It's one of those big tasks that kind of gets set behind. So this is an opportunity, you know, hopefully you, you just listening to the show, you get to learn about somebody who's really special and a cool person on the planet earth and living right here in Carlsbad with us, Brad Hahn. And also, you know, start to think a little bit about your own personal situation. And if you're capable or able or willing to help out, Boys and Girls Club is a great option. This is not a commercial for the Boys and Girls Club, but, you know, there are great charitable organizations around the community, your church, your Boys and Girls Club, whatever it is that do need help. And you can weave that into your financial planning and your own life plan where you get some benefit for doing that, tax structures, and and but you also... And most importantly, get the benefit of changing the lives of kids yeah, who so those, maybe can't change their own lives. Maybe they're they exactly don't have the resources. so those founding members, right? Yep, they're going to give a hundred thousand and above. Yep, upon death, and so living their life, they know, like, hey, I'm going to help somebody down the road. Right, I, I think is is such a cool thing. It is, and you don't you like you just said you don't have to give up the money today. It's not that the Boys and Girls Club is trying to get in your pocket and take money out today. You can set it up as part of your life insurance. Geez, we have several people I know as a financial advisor, and if there's any financial advisors to listen who listen to this, we'd love your help too. But there's several people I know who don't have heirs. They just don't have heirs. So what are they going to do with that money? And is there a way, which there is, that you can actually make that gift today, but still continue to receive the benefits of your own wealth, aka income off your wealth, and then the residual amount that's left goes to the charity. So you can almost, in some situations, offset the taxes you would pay the rest of your life or over several years by setting up that gift now, even though the gift doesn't actually happen till the end of your life. So a lot of times people are nervous about taxes, they're nervous about the tax changes, they're confused and they don't know what's going on around that, or they just simply don't like paying too much tax. And so this is a way that you can really make a difference. So we invite you to reach out to us. We want to help you set this up. We can put you in touch with great estate attorneys and or CPAs and ourselves to help you plan and make make change to those around you, because that's really what it's all about is a legacy we leave behind, right? This is all great so way to short. Put it. And so temporary that uh, it's what we leave behind that lasts. So if you're interested in learning more about charitable donations, setting up charitable remainder trust, charitable lead trust, donor advised funds, all those fancy financial words that simply mean giving to others either now or at your passing, then I invite you to give us a call at 877-707-8889 or shoot me an email, write to jason at financialdetox.com. And on our website, financialdetox.com, we're going to have all the show notes and again, links to the Boys and Girls Club. Brad, I want people to see that so they can see the events and jump in and, and appreciate get, in, that. get involved. You. And um, yeah, and you can just uh, digest the show, jump on there, do whatever you can to help. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I think I think we'll wrap it. What do you say? Well, I enjoyed it. I hope it's people fun. out it's, there did. Thanks I, for having me. Yeah, man, great. Always, always great to have you and, and great to have you as a friend and a leader in the community. Thanks for all you do, man. It's special. Thank you, Jason. Thanks right. for serving on our board. My pleasure, buddy. All right. All the best. Thanks for listening to the show. Financial Detox with Jason Labram. We will catch you in a week or actually we will catch you in two weeks every other week right here on Financial Detox. 
Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Financial Detox Podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources mentioned, visit financialdetox.com. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button. That way, you'll automatically get notified about upcoming podcasts. Thanks again for being part of our community and for taking one more step towards financial independence. The content of this podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labrum and Labrum Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this podcast and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labrum and his guests as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forward Forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 